to another episode of West of Vancouver Magazine Podcast. I am Catherine Barr, online westofvancouver.com. We are having fun. We have fun all the time on this show because I get to talk to pretty spectacular guests, but I am especially excited about our guest today because it's somebody I've known for a long time. She's a West Vancouver girl, but she is transitioning to one of the most amazing emerging music artists that I have heard in quite a long time. It is a thrill to have her here today. We're going to talk about where she's been, where she's going, her brand new single, which you've got to hear and can download on all the special stations. We're going to take the journey today with the amazing Spence Paul. Spence, welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, and I am so excited, as I mentioned, about your brand new single. So we're going to talk about all of that, but of course, you and I go back quite a ways. We've known each other for a lot of years, and I mean, (laughs) to me, you are this amazing young lady who's graduated Collingwood, and I mean, you you graduated like top of the class. You've gone on a train (laughs) in just about everything, and I am not kidding you. Like, I know I have a lot of fun on the mic, but I am not kidding you when I tell you that Spence is a very well-educated person. She has law background. She has um, finance background. She's got more degrees, you know, one of those people that's got letters after their name than in their name. You're actually hedging that way. And when I thought about what a successful future you were going to have, I've got to tell you, I didn't think of music, but it doesn't surprise me that you've got this talent in your back pocket, and now you've chosen this as a mainstream career. Start us off. Tell us how you have conceived of Spence Paul and your new choice to partake in music as a brand new artist and to give it your all. Yeah, well, I think you really uh, hit the nail on the head there. I definitely went sort of the academic route. I went the corporate route. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I'm a Collingwood grad. I, I went to Dalhousie for my undergrad. I did a Bachelor of Commerce in Finance. And then, of course, in my last year of business school, I was like, I don't really want to do that. Just kidding. Um, I'd like to be a doctor instead um, of all things. So I started a um, I started a Bachelor of Science working towards uh, becoming a doctor and obviously did all the required prerequisite courses and wrote the MCAT. Um, and then, I, you know, a couple years into that, I was uh, tapped by Northwestern University to uh, partake in their Master of Science in Law program. So that's exactly, as you mentioned, where the law comes in. And so I was able to, um, yeah, be in Chicago, focus on law and business and science. And what's really funny is I think when you're saying, oh, how do you sort of make this, this jump into this new career path? I think, you know, through the whole process, not from my time uh, growing up in West Van and then obviously throughout all my academic uh, pursuits, music was always there. And I think anyone who, um, as you as you do, sort of knows me uh, really well has known that music has been my my heart, my soul, my passion since I can remember. Um, so, you know, while I sort of took the quote-unquote safe route, uh, it sort of got to the point where, you know what, I did what I was supposed to do. I got the degrees I was supposed to get. I went to the schools I was supposed to go to. But music just continued to, to nag at me saying I – give me a shot please 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 and so I I listened I listened to music finally and said all right let's do this um and so that's how how we got there but as I was mentioning very fortunate to have had um fantastic musical experiences even through 
a lot of the academic work. For example, uh, during my time at Dalhousie, I was a choral scholar with the University of King's College uh, Chapel Choir, um, which is led by six-time Grammy Award winner Paul Halley. So, wow. you know, having yeah, it was honestly just sitting in that, sitting with the choir and these professional singers who just they their level of of mastery of the craft is is beyond, and can, I can only dream of, of achieving that. And so to be surrounded by these amazing musicians, you know, while studying the stock market essentially um, was a bit of a <laughs> was definitely a, a, an interesting uh, sort of dichotomy there. But um, exactly, I think music has always been there, and so now that we're sort of on the other end of, of 2020, we're entering 2021, where we very much learned last year, you know what, life is too short. Um, we don't know what's around the corner. If you have a passion, go for it and do it. And that's, that's really what, what led me to, to this decision now. Well said. So I think you said one of the most important things there. You went with your passion here and COVID, mm-hmm. my goodness, we can't, I can't seem to do an interview without mentioning COVID and, and you know, <laughs> why not? It has ruled our lives for the past year. But when it comes to having your life ruled by something, I think, you know, making that decision, staring down those paths, as you say, Spence, is going, am I going to go corporate? Am I going to go music? Is there something underneath mm-hmm. that remains, whether it's unfulfilled or just a great lost love that you don't want to continue any further into your adult life without addressing? You've got, and I think this is one of the greatest jokes that I said to you the other day. I mean, you know, you've got a, a six-figure fallback if you ever, you know, don't want to do music, right? So yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. But you you shine, my dear. And I was so thrilled when I heard your magical voice. And it is magical. And for those of you listening, Thank we you. will play. We will play some excerpts here. We'll give you a sample of her song later in the show here. And you can click on links later. We'll put all that for you. But your breakthrough moment here. And again, you've done lots with music throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is extra special. Tell us about... For sure. Your extra special launch. I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but I want to talk about the single right away. Tell me exactly why this one, why now? That's a really, yeah. Okay, well, so to give you a bit of background, Do You Listen to Girl in Red is the first time I've ever written in this style. I very much come from a singer-songwriter, um, folk Americana, if you will, background. And so to pull out, you know, I say that even though I, I was trained in jazz, trained in musical theater, trained classically. So to, to work on a song that has such heavy jazz influence, pop influence is definitely new to me. And because of that, that new fresh sound, and you know, I think it, this, the single very much falls within a pop genre, but it has a lot of elements of, of funk, of jazz. So um, to have that genre crossing sound and have it be so fresh, I felt, you know what, this is the one that we're, we're going to launch on. So I'm so excited about, about this single. And I think it's also been a great opportunity, especially in COVID, just sort of recognizing, yes, what's, what's important in life, what your passion is, but really being your true authentic self. And um, that's really what Do You Listen to Girl in Red is, I think, at the end of the day, is sort of saying the things that everyone thinks when they, they see someone on the street or they just want to get to know someone um, and just having that authentic conversation with, with listeners and hopefully making them bop along in, in their seats and wanting to have them get up and dance and just enjoy this this song. Oh, it, 
totally does that. I listened to it and I instantly liked it. And I mean, sometimes you don't instantly take to something, but you know, that's, that's an excellent, if you get into the melody in this net, but there's a deeper thing going on here. Your lyrics are very meaningful. The title, Do You Listen to Girl in Red? Girl in Red is actually a reference to an amazing upcoming artist herself, mm -hmm. otherwise known as Marie. I mean, she's, she's Norwegian. She goes by Girl in Red, but her name is Marie Ringheim, I believe, but she doesn't go by that. Hmm. And she's young and very breakthrough, and she has a real kind of anthem thing going where people are attaching themselves to her and her music. And you've written this song. Now, This was a, was this a dedication to her? I mean, your song is about love and excitement and seeing somebody yeah. special across the room and wanting to connect. And I just find that, I mean, that's exciting in of itself. But tell us about the tribute you are paying to Girl in Red in this song. Yeah, I think tribute is probably a good word. I think it's she's had a fantastic cultural significance, especially in the LGBTQ community. So being able to um, sort of take a, a sly little uh, turn of a phrase that is, is pretty prevalent in the community of, hey, well, I don't know, do you, do you listen to Girl in Red? I listen to Girl in Red. Do, do you listen to Girl in Red? And sort of turn that into... Um, turn that into a song, definitely paying tribute to the cultural significance she's had. Um, but I think, you know, even though this is a, a song written by four um, members of the community, it's more than that. I think there's exactly as you were saying, that initial thought of, oh, my goodness, I see someone across the room. I need to go talk to them. I need to find out more about them. I just I just want to be in your presence. And ultimately, do we do we even like the same things? The sort of what do you listen to Girl in Red uh, speaks to. But absolutely a tribute to, as I was mentioning, the, the cultural significance that she's had within the community. And then, of course, um, being able to to put that into song form and sort of describe a, a situation that I feel like a lot of members of the community go through. And again, not even um, you happen to be in the community to, to have gone through it. Just anyone goes through. Um, put a put a soundtrack to that experience was definitely something that I was interested in doing, and it, it just sort of fell into place that way. Well, your influences in your music, obviously I want to talk about this too. I want to know who mm -hmm. you were influenced. You mentioned jazz. You mentioned this. This is definitely more, I mean, as you said, I, I got up and started dancing to it right away. I thought of it as more mainstream and, and kind of, you know, you've got to break through. Everybody wants the top 10, right? And But I didn't see mm -hmm. it as you sort of trying to make it fit that. I felt it was naturally you from what I know of you. I mm -hmm. felt it reflected mm -hmm. a lot of the spirit that I know you personally to have. And I was really really thrilled to see you put your stamp on it not just try to be you know I've interviewed oh god I've interviewed hundreds, hundreds of musicians over the years and everybody's <laughs> got an influence so I want to know who mm -hmm. your influence was who's you know are you are you you're not influenced by Ozzy Osbourne I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> listen I well that's funny you say that I am influenced by every single Every single artist has played an, an influence, and I know that's that's rather. Oh yeah, of course, every single artist has played an influence. But no, legitimately, every you, I find uh, inspiration from everything. And when I think about a couple artists that really um, have played have played a significant impact, I think the the lyrics that come from Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, um, the complexity, and yet um, th their lyrics are complex and yet so real. Um, all all of these uh, artists really play play an impact here. So, I think when we're speaking about sonically and you know what the the sound really is on "Do You Listen to Girl in Red," yes, it does have those commercial elements, and I I'm glad that it's it's being uh, received that way. But it definitely has some influence from 
some funk from some disco, um, which is, uh, I was actually listening to an interview recently with uh, Charlie Puth, and he had mentioned he loves taking sounds that uh, are very classic, so 70s, 80s sounds, flipping them a bit on their head and tricking the listener into thinking they're listening to something new when really they're listening to something that has been rather established, (laughs) and that's exactly what I like to do. And I think that's what Do You Listen to Girl in Red really does. It takes some pretty classic sounds with the horn section, um, with that funky disco bass, um, and repackages it in a very commercial way, in a very authentic way to me. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with and really proud of where it's landing so far. Well, again, you're, you're a complex. I mean, you are, you are um, introducing yourself as a solo artist thus far, and you do sing. And I imagine mm-hmm. you're, you're involved in the, um, you know, obviously the songwriting and the putting together, of, I, mm-hmm. I still call them orchestrals, but when I think of people who have sort of a classical education to their background, okay, I think of things like Queen, every member of that band sort of dropped out from being, you know, a dentist or a doctor, musical, opera, Freddie Mercury was a, an operatic trained singer, you think of things, Aloe Black is another one, I think he has a degree in commerce too, I interviewed him not long ago, an amazing person to talk to, but that underlying feeling where they don't want to just make something you know don't worry be happy Bobby McFerrin again another talented musician rewarded for a song that went mainstream kind of thing there's a lot of I imagine you can think yourself into a corner pretty easily here if you overthink things but (laughs) you know Queen was known for breaking boundaries and new sounds and going yeah we're gonna do it our way and that and I get a bit of the feeling of that from you are how how did you put together this single because you sing you obviously mm-hmm. did the musical part of it you wrote the music um this is a lot for one person are you going to sing with a group do you have a group tell me about how you're going to develop from here yeah, absolutely. So on this particular track, I, I did write it. I co-wrote it actually with, with a friend of mine who is another West Vancouverite, Olivia Best. Um, so I, I owe her uh, definitely a lot of gratitude around helping. Hey, hey help West Vancouver girls, shout out. Exactly, shout out exactly. Another it. shout out to <laughs> West Vancouver girl. So I definitely owe her credit on coming up with some of the lyrics and, and helping me with some melodies. Um, but, you know, that's that's on the writing side. On the production side, I, I took this one on myself. I was really happy to sink my teeth into in, into this style of music. Again, this is um, definitely a bit outside of what I typically produce, what I typically write. So it was it was a challenge that I was very willing to to take on, and it just it felt so organic um, to be the person to to take this all the way through. So. Yes, I produced it, and then I, I connected with some fantastic artists over in the UK who helped to mix it and master it, um, and, and here we have it. So definitely a, a roller coaster. Really glad to have involved um, women in the project. That's a lot of work. It's, that, that's a yeah, lot of work. That it must is, have it's, taken it's, a long time. It, it's, it's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it definitely is. It is a lot of work, and but I, I love that. You know, nothing worth having ever came easy. So um, there is... I have such a vision, and I think the beautiful thing about collaboration is being able to connect with other artists who share that vision and understand what you're trying to accomplish and can throw their little flavor on there um, to help bring the project to where it needs to be. 
And so it was, it definitely took, it took a while. Um, I think I started writing, well, I say it took a while. It didn't take years at that, but um, I think I started writing this in probably November, December, and it was released in March. So, um, you know, the entire process, it took a bit to solidify the lyrics and the melody, which I think is really funny because when you listen to the lyrics, yes, they've, they're, they're witty and there's uh, some turns of phrases, but they're not necessarily huge words that are very complex long sentences it's literally i see you you walk in like it's not it's not a complex you're not into strange poetry like rush and getty lee i don't know you know that their their weird (laughs) um poetic style was what made rock and rollers kind of go huh and then you either loved them or hated them right rush had kind of that depth as well your depth goes your depth goes to the bottom of my heart at least spence but uh tell me now you um in, in writing this, do you play the? Do you play instruments? I do. As well? I play six instruments. So uh, I play guitar, piano, bass. Big surprise! No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> guitar, <laughs> piano, bass, uh, drums, ukulele, and harmonica, and then of course I sing. So I did. Um, and singing is, I, I call it an instrument, um, which I guess if we include singing, it's technically seven. But um, so I, I love. That's my main instrument. I, I started on guitar, taught myself piano, taught myself. Um, bass, ukulele, um, and the other ones that I'd mentioned there. So um, again, it's it's such a privilege to be able to have the even the tools to to lay down the tracks by myself. And again, I love collaborating with much better musicians than I am. Um, but you know, in the quarantine world that we're currently in, it just wasn't necessarily feasible. So I was really happy to right, right. Um, be able to lay down these tracks myself, and obviously bring in some professionals. Uh, to help spice things up a bit. Um, and that's really what bringing in Olivia helped to do. That's what bringing in uh, the artists in the UK helped to do. So it was a, a definite team effort and a collaboration there. And I think that's why you get the product that you do. Um, it's I love to go out it with a team by my side. So um, I really owe anything, any success, yes, to to them as well. There you go. Shout out to the team, of course, because we are nothing without the 100%. team and the people that support us. So speaking of um, people and support, women in mm-hmm. music, it's a question I always ask. I just think you can't have an interview with a, a woman, especially a prominent musician woman, um, Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, asked, they've been asked this question their whole life. And I said to her, I'm sorry, I have to ask you this. And, of course, they came from the 70s mm-hmm. for rock and mm-hmm. roll. I mean, it was largely a man's domain back then. And there's still a lot of this kind of going on. But you look in years recent past, again, another West Vancouver, right? at least we're claiming her as our own. Sarah McLaughlin, of course, is, is lives nearby. Diana Krall lives here in West Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're adding your name to this this list here. Oh, Spence. my God. So, you know, you, you got to keep up. Yeah, you, the bar has been set high, my dear. But tell me what your view is, because you are a young woman yourself you're in your young 20s and you're entering the music business at a very different time than the 70s you know the Anna and Nancy Wilsons of heart who also used to hang out in West Van in a van no Seriously. way it's like something off Saturday night. Yeah, they used to hang out in a van down by the oh, river. I love that. It's like Saturday Night Live joke, but they were hippies. They did this. So um, you're entering it now, mm-hmm. and what is in a post-COVID world, nobody knows what next, but let's call it the 2020s. What do you think, and how do you think of you, your view of what a woman in the music business is 
these days? That's a really good question. I feel like that's a really big question, too, because there's... It's a huge question. (laughs) Biggest question in the world. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think there's, you know, when you look at the statistics of it, especially on the production side, which is where um, I definitely started out before becoming, um, sort of transitioning into in front of the mic, if you will. Um, So starting behind the mic, uh, the the stats that we have on female producers are, are pretty small, um, and it's there's some pretty embarrassing numbers there. So there's a lot of room for improvement in bringing women in on the backside of um, tracks and in, in the production roles, in the audio engineering roles. Um, so there's a lot of growth opportunity there for sure. And I'm really happy to be working with people. For example, you know, my my mentor, my, my number one music mentor, she's a woman as well. So um, to be connecting with other women in the industry is certainly something that um, I'm very passionate about and ensuring that women are brought in at every stage, which is why I collaborate with as many women as I do. Um, and I think when we take a look at what that looks like on on in front of the mic and on stage, you know, if, I don't know if you're watching the Grammys on, on the weekend, but a woman just beat every single, just shattered all Grammy records. So <laughs> clearly, you know, something's happening uh, positive there, but I think, you know, it really does boil down to there's there's growth to be had. There's improvements to be had. And, um, I love how women, especially in the industry now, are standing up for what they want, for what they deserve, for um, that they're owed just as much mm-hmm. as men are. And, uh, you know, a prime example of that is Taylor Swift really uh, standing up and making her voice heard. And I have a lot of respect for um, the people in, in those roles who are able to open doors for people behind them as well. It can be a nasty business. Yeah, it can be a nasty, nasty business. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. Women are, you know, more so been shoved up front and adored and admired. And that's that's the words that we get because everybody's all prettied up and put out front. But behind the scenes, a woman producer is not something I hear a lot of yet. Exactly. You know, I hear a lot about the big record producers and there's still a lot of male names in there. So, you know, we got to get to represent on that side as well. Who, you know, whoever knew behind the camera behind the board it's it's something you know as i said the the girls are doing it and they're doing it really Mm -hmm. really really well bringing a whole other dimension to the project so speaking of dimensions i know we're just talking about your first release here too but you obviously have more planned tell us what's up next for spence paul what do you plan on do give us give us your five-year plan we won't hold you to it, but we want to hear it. Five-year plan. I, I currently have a probably a 2021-2022 plan. 2021, uh, I plan on releasing two more singles later this year, which are very different to Do You Listen to Girl in Red. So um, I'm excited to be branching out in terms of, uh, you know, sonically what that's going to be and obviously how that's going to impact uh, listeners. And hopefully people will enjoy just as much uh, as they did do you listen to girl and red as they will these new singles so uh, definitely a couple more singles coming out this year very excited about that um long-term plan is definitely to work on uh, an album and the concept that i have it's, it's very much conceptual album and they came up with it oh god probably three or four years ago now um right when i was sort of in the thick of trying to go to med school figuring out law school um you know, when I was in that and music kept saying, hi, what about me? Have you, how are you? I'm still here. And I kept saying, yeah, yeah, I see you. I love you. You'll always be my love, but I have to focus on this. So, you know, that entire relationship that I really built with music and now we're coming to full circle saying, all right, it's time. I'm ready. 
I, I'm here, I, let's do this. And that entire journey that I really went on with music is very, um, is very similar to that of, if you were to think of it this way, as a relationship with another human so and another person. So to be able to put that into songs where I'm literally speaking to music, but any listener would be able to say, oh, she's speaking to a partner, she's speaking to um, a love interest, is... Uh, what the the entire concept of the album is, and so I'm I'm really excited to be working on that and to continue to build tracks um, for that album, and yeah, and continue on on that journey. There, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, Spence, it has been a delight to speak to you. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the air live with us today, and I hope you come back and talk more again. Anytime you want to have me, Catherine, you just give me a call. All right. Well, there you go, folks. I have secured I have secured my place on the red carpet when she goes to those uh, <laughs> Grammy Awards nights. Actually, just put me as no, your plus yeah. one for the party. That's yeah. all I care about more. But, well, when you see a gorgeous human, your jaw drops. You wonder who they are, what their story is. Well, my gorgeous human today, a big thank you to Spence Paul. Spence, P-A-U-L-L-L-L dot com is the website. And if you want it, you've got to listen to this single, everybody, and it's really easy to do to, to do as well. We'll put up the links. You go to Spotify, Apple Tunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Deezer. It's pretty hard not to get a hold of this song. You're listening to it right now. We're playing our outro and dragging it out a little so you can hear some of this. And thank you for letting us do that again. Everybody, please, westvancouver.com. We are always happy. We are found as well. Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, channels, Spotify. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. And I hope you will all stay in touch and save me a smile. Attention is rising. You were so tantalizing. Get to